Well, hello there and welcome to episode 47 of the Whiskey Wonder Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lewis, certified bourbon steward from the Stave and Thief Society located in Louisville, Kentucky, and Maker's Mark Ambassador. Thanks for tuning in to episode 47. It's been a while, I know, since I cut the last podcast. Unfortunately, I had a flooding incident uh, where I live. And so where I have my recording devices, thankfully they're okay, but it took me some time to get set up. And so uh, they all my floors had to be replaced. Well, not all the floors, but the owner decided to where I live uh, to replace all the floors. So it worked out to where, long story short, uh, all my stuff's back together and I'm still kind of living out of boxes right now. And uh, you might hear maybe a little bit more echo, hopefully not, but everything around me is hardwood floors uh, right now. And what I call my studio, uh, my makeshift studio here uh, where I live. But uh, so wonderful to be uh, joined by my international family. Welcome to the Whiskey Winter Podcast. I want to say uh, shalom to my friends, my newest audience in Israel. So welcome to those. I say we are growing in leaps and bounds internationally. Uh, I like martial arts and on the side note here, uh, I think of a quote or paraphrasing Bruce Lee when he, the legend martial artist himself, when he talked about um, when he was living, he one of his quotes, uh, Bruce Lee, so many know him, uh, so many people know him. He's a legend in the world of martial arts. and. Uh, of course, he passed away um, uh, back in the in the 70s. But uh, such a legend he is. And one of his quotes was that we're all under the stars. Something paraphrasing, something to do with under the stars or within the universe. You know, we're we're all one big family. And so I like to think of that same thing. We're all one big family, uh, one big family, international family. And I love that we are growing in leaps and bounds internationally. So welcome to to Israel, uh, shalom and uh, welcome and i love that we are growing internationally in uh, so many countries a number of countries around the world so we're growing one country at a time so i appreciate all of you all the listeners out there and i I look at you as like family we're whiskey family Uh, we share uh, some things together so welcome i want to make it your podcast as well so feel free to write whiskey winter podcast at gmail.com with any of your comments and things that you can share about whiskey and i feel that as a whiskey family international whiskey family kind of like one big living room right and we can get together on the podcast and and talk about whiskey and things and so welcome to episode 47 so glad you can join me this afternoon and that my makeshift studio right is now back and and running and and, and working and uh hopefully won't be too much echo with the hardwood floors i know the carpet actually absorbs some space so welcome and one of the things i wanted to share with you is i'm reading so much and i was reading by um gray van dyke and his article actually is a uh, April 23rd, 2021 article. And I was kind of going through it. And this is from uh, highconsumption.com. And it's actually entitled The 15 Best Budget Bourbons Under $50. And there's a number of these that I have that I really like on the list. And I want to kind of comment about what I think about uh, these as well. And it's amazing when it comes to the world of whiskey, when you buy something, there's some whiskeys that can be, you know, 25 to to $40 and you might like them better than an $80 whiskey. And a lot of it just depends on your palate and what you like. And so 
Craig Van Dyke, his April 23rd, 2021 article, the best, uh, the 15th best budget bourbons under $50. And uh, one of them that he has, as I, I actually have two as well, that I enjoy as well, Turkey 101. Uh, that's a great one. Um, totally wonderful uh, to do that. I, I would definitely recommend uh, Wild Turkey 101 bourbon. If you're looking for something that's really good uh, for the price, it's about $20 uh for the bottle it's not too uh too um expensive there but definitely a good buy in the uh world of, of bourbons another one on the list was bullet bourbon and bullet bourbon actually i've had bullet bourbon and you know for me personally bullet bourbon i actually like the bullet rye and i really i consider myself more weeded bourbon as my favorite and but when i look at uh, bullet bourbon I know I've seen pictures of that in books and, and, and many, many places in the world of bourbon and bullet bourbon. I would recommend get it and try it. For me personally, I actually like the bullet rye. So I'm definitely a fan of bullet, but I like the bullet rye and uh, bullet 95 rye and uh, fantastic. And, and I've actually had that with my donut holes, actually. Uh, that was pretty good uh, with the um, glazed and nice glazed donut holes as well. Uh, the next one that he has an article, another one, and definitely what a rich family heritage is Buffalo Trace bourbon. I highly recommend Buffalo Trace. What a great uh, royalty of bourbon uh, in the world of whiskey. When we talk about that, Buffalo Trace, definitely. And uh, really, uh, just from the article does mention about, and, and many, many know that when you look at Buffalo Trace, you know, they are, you know, Buffalo Trace bottled at the um, distillery, you know, Buffalo Trace Distillery. You go to Buffalo Trace Distillery, uh, you go to uh, look at what they've done and look at who is in the family, right? Pappy, Van Winkle, uh, W.L. Weller, George T. Stagg. I mean, a very impressive family here in relation to the Buffalo Trace uh, Distillery. So Buffalo Trace has a great heritage and lineage, and so uh, definitely uh, check that out. One of my favorites I found on the list too, that was also mentioned, and I highly recommend is Old Forester 100 Proof. 100 Proof, it's fantastic. And that's one I really like with my Hershey's. I was mentioning in a dinner with my friend uh, there that's uh, last night, uh, that I had with some friends, and he is a CEO of Wood Lab, and uh, the corporate, his, his company too, with his partner. And uh, but he, the, his partner, business partner was not there, but uh, having uh, my best friend having dinner with him. And I was mentioning to the friends and the guests at dinner last night, and he was there, uh, we rode together to the dinner. And I was mentioning at this dinner that Old Forster 100 Proof, I was actually mentioning this at the dinner. And I said, this is fantastic with my Hershey's chocolate bar. So yes, I'll spend the dollar for my Hershey's chocolate bar. I like it with the almonds myself, but I'll go ahead and spend the, uh, you know, pretty much the uh, $30 for my Old Forester 100 proof. I think it's about 30 from last, I can tell at least last time I paid for Old Forester 100 proof. I really do like the 100 proof and it makes it really nice with the chocolate and a little few shots of Old Forester. Sometimes I like to have that before I go to bed. Fantastic. And Fred Minnick, by the way, loves the Old Forester. Anything Old Forester, I know Fred Minnick has, you know, the whiskey expert. He definitely recommends anything 
Old Forester, go get it. Um, I recommend the Prohibition uh, style, the Prohibition 1920, if you can find that one, uh, that one as well. That one I still want to get a little bit more spendy, but um, definitely a good one. One thing I will comment though is that uh, has been brought out in the article um, here about the 15, and we're sharing again the article here, the 15 best uh, budget bourbons under $50 by Green Van Dyke. And he actually mentioned again, uh, which I agree with, Fred Minnick agrees with, I think a lot of uh, people in the whiskey ex, you know, whiskey experts and uh, a number of people that have tried Old Forester would definitely recommend it. What a tremendous uh, bourbon to get, the 100 proof, I love that one. And actually, quoting from the article says, quote, during the Prohibition era, Old Forester was one of the few distilleries that received a permit to continue producing alcohol for, quote, medicinal, unquote, purposes. And so going through the article, I noticed that and I thought, wow, that's really, you know, Old Forester, definitely medicinal purposes. I was even mentioning the dinner last night with my friend uh, who's uh, one of the owners or one of the CEOs, you know, definitely of their, uh, who is the CEO actually of Woodlab. And by the way, go to woodlab.co and they make beautiful furniture, by the way, and charcuterie boards to go with your chocolate and cheeses to have with your Old Forester whiskey. And I told them at dinner last night, I said, oh yeah, I am promoting you on my podcast. And they do ship around the world. They ship anywhere around the world. And so they uh, actually just did a project that's going to be written like in Sun Valley Magazine and I think some other publications. And uh, they did like a really wonderful like staircase and a beautiful home. I can't remember the home was a million or two million dollar home. Very beautiful home and in Idaho. And there's somebody from California that was working on 100 million dollar homes actually that came up to work with them on this project. It's like one of a kind, never been done in the world project that Woodlab uh, was working on. So uh, check out my friends at woodlab.co. Uh, first in the world, they're only one in the world actually, and first and only one to actually do this special project with the staircase and the, the lighting and all that kind of stuff too. And and uh, one of the guys came from California, worked on $100 million uh, home, $100 million homes in California, and came up here to work uh, with Woodlab uh, exclusively for this particular project here. And uh, he works another, things and projects that he himself has in California that he's worked on other homes. So fabulous. Please check out woodlab.co and uh, wonderful. I, I was telling him one time, I said, you know, you need to, maybe uh, we can do a deal to where if they mention my podcast, they get some type of discount, maybe off of whatever they're ordering. So uh, maybe that's uh, in the works. So I'll have to double check with him on that. But I was mentioning this dinner, Old Forester 100 proof. I love it with the Hershey's chocolate bar with the almonds. It's great to have some cheese and bourbon and, and mix up the foods. And I was just talking to somebody recently too, as a Maker's Mark ambassador, they're gonna have a barbecue. And of course I have to put in my plug-in for Maker's Mark, uh, of course. Bourbon, love Maker's Mark, very first bottle of bourbon I ever finished. And uh, that'd be great, uh, beautiful weather for a barbecue. And uh, at least today where I'm at in Idaho, and uh, definitely would be awesome to have some barbecue friends, family, and Whiskey is something that helps bond. It actually bonds uh, us together and uh, internationally and domestically. So when you're out and about and you're doing things with friends and family, you know, food does uh, have a great combination with a nice beverage like uh, bourbon. We have a great beverage to have with your barbecue and whatever you're eating there. 
Yeah, definitely with a barbecue. Uh, Woodford Reserve Small Batch. And uh, I have that at home as well. Uh, Small Batch 1792. That was another one on the article. And again, Elijah Craig Small Batch. I get another fantastic uh, one as well. So very, very good. And this is actually aged uh, 12 years. It's a 12 year aged. So it is very good. Definitely worth the money too as well. And of course, I know it's going to sound biased here, uh, me being a Maker's Mark ambassador, but on the list actually is Maker's Mark bourbon whiskey. It's also on the list as well. And so Four Roses small batch is on there. I know Ken loves the um, single barrel. Four Rose is a very popular one. Fred Minnick likes it too as well. The um, you know single barrel uh, Four Roses, uh, one of Ken's favorites uh, as well. And uh, we actually tried that on the air on one podcast and very, very nice. Evan Williams single barrel is on this list. And Jefferson's Reserve, a uh, very small batch. Knob Creek, that's one that Fred Minnick really, really likes as well. Knob Creek, nine-year single barrel reserve. And this is on the list, the 15 best budget bourbons. And uh, here that uh, we talked about. So, you know, under uh, $50. And uh, again, Knob Creek, very, you know, very uh, favorite one of many. And then um, definitely uh, Fred Minnick well, really likes Knob Creek. Knob Creek is one that um, many like. And this is the small batch, Knob Creek, nine year. And I've had that before, like with, uh, some people don't like it with steak, but I've had it with steak before. And then Penelope Bourbon, four grain straight uh, bourbon whiskeys on the list. And one of Ken's personal favorites that he asked me if I've had, I haven't had a chance to really get a bottle yet in the sense that I had other bottles I wanted to get first. And by the time, you know, I got the money and could find it, then I couldn't get it. And so, but uh, one that uh, I will get in the future is the one that Ken really likes. He's had, he's done podcasts with me before and that's the Eagle Bear Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, he came uh, back from a trip from Portland and he was saying he really, really enjoyed the Eagle Rare. He said that was fantastic. And he was, he basically did quote Ken, he said, quote, it's as smooth as butter, unquote. So Ken really liked the Eagle Rare. And then uh, definitely another one on the list here is Bottle and Bond, the Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, I should say. Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, seven year. So those are some of the, those are the budget bourbons. I would say any of those uh, definitely get, they'd be fantastic. This is from the article High Consumption uh, website, highconsumption.com. Under the article, the 15 best budget bourbons under $50. This was posted by Gray Van Dyke, uh, April 23rd on the website, highconsumption.com. So these are some bourbons. I have a lot of these bourbons at home myself I've tried. So I recommend uh, definitely trying it out. And that's what you do. You know, go online to YouTube, you know, look up, uh, look up um, Fred Minnick, you know, look him up. And, and any whiskey expert and, and really teach yourself a lot of things. And we found out like in life and society in general, right? These experts too, they did a lot of schooling on their own. You know, they, they, they didn't necessarily go to college to get a, a degree. You know, they, they learned through experience and through actually um, creating and being experienced and, and becoming like, say, what is it? They say 10,000 hours of something, you know, every day to become like an expert. And so you can become an expert 
and you know doing your homework doing your research going to the liquor stores you know trying the different whiskeys and and looking up your favorites that you can learn from watch youtube clips and i would definitely um say like heather green one of my favorites uh, to learn from as well as long and as as well as fred minnick and heather green and i love going to their you know websites uh, their youtube clips i should say and learning from them and like i said we can all learn from each other so if you have any email whiskey wonder podcast at gmail.com i'd be happy to share your emails happy to to uh, learn anything you know from you that you have to share that you would like the international and global audience to know that would be fantastic and we are like i said we're growing in a number of countries one of these days i know i promised i'll have a it'll take a long time might be kind of a boring podcast i don't know if all I talk about is demographics, um, I don't want to be, you know, boring. If I think it's interesting, I think it's interesting, but I don't want to. I don't want to bore anybody, and uh, I don't want anybody to be like, "Oh, that was such a boring podcast, uh, Michael Lewis." You know, all you did is talk about demographics, and uh, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I want it to be something that you can take, you know, with you and really learn, and be able to help teach others about the world of whiskey and why it's such a wonder. And uh, one of the podcasts too, I'm going to be in a future episode is talking about the difference between, I was reading a really good article, I'll talk about it later, but I don't have time in this one, I don't want this podcast to go too long, is the difference between bourbon and corn whiskey. So that's coming up in a future podcast and we're talking about the difference between and the similarities between corn whiskey and bourbon. What's the difference? So maybe think about that for next time. I'm so glad we can spend time together. I appreciate, uh, I, I love that we can have one big global family like Bruce Lee talked about before, you know, we're all one big family together under the stars uh, in the universe. And uh, I feel like it's kind of like fireside chat. We're all in one big living room. There's the fireplace going. We can talk about whiskey and I'd love to share your whiskey stories as well. So thank you for tuning in to the Whiskey Winter Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lewis, Certified Bourbon Steward from the Stave and Thief Society located in Louisville, Kentucky, and Maker's Mark Ambassador. And again, as I always like to remind us, remember, drink uh, safely, responsibly, and always in moderation. Thanks for tuning in, and cheers.